We need to talk about the wolves. About what? The wolves. You know uh, the wolves. Yeah. You know what? You want to you want to talk about it? Here's my honest opinion. It's one of the best Family Guy cutaways of all time. Really? Every every time I watch it, it grows on me. I appreciate it a lot. I think I think it's a I think it's a real swing for the fences, and I think that it's the show realizing, kind of getting a self awareness of its own jokes, and rather than just winking at it, it just kind of really goes full throttle. I, yeah, that's the thing also that I respect about it is that it is a full fucking minute of cutaway. They dedicate about as much time as they do to a chicken fight to that yeah. wolf cutaway, and it is yeah, amazing. I, I I will say that before we, we kind of started talking about it like as a group, I, I didn't really have particularly strong feelings on it. Cause I, I think I thought it was kind of like in that whole pantheon of like, you know, edgy for edgy sake jokes where it's like they, I mean, they don't do anything for me, but they also don't like, I, I'm not against them, but no, you know, I, I do think it was more of a risk than like the normal type. Yeah. It yeah, still and was I, my favorite, but yeah. And, and no, but just like the, the cutting of Peter going, you know, uh, Cock-a-doodle-doo is a passion project for yeah. me, and I'm really glad that Family Guy uh, gave me the opportunity to direct this. And I knew there was only one man who could play Gary the Wolf, Glenn Quagmire, and hard-cutting to Glenn in a wolf suit with lipstick saying, Peter gave me a beer, <laughs> and, and it tasted funny, and I woke up when I was dressed like this. And it's just... It's, it's, it, that's the thing. This is it, probably an example of how lame I just like my sense of humor as a person. The, the thing that really got me about that bit was after it, when they cut back to the scene and Lois is like, you know, what did you mean? He's like, I don't know. That was such a long cut scene. But anyway, <laughs> that, that got me. Yeah. That was like the perfect. I think, I think that's what seals yeah. the deal. Cause if they had stopped at any point before that, it would have been bad. It would have been a bad cutaway. Mm. It's the fact that they fully fucking committed and did all of it. Yeah. That makes it work. Yeah. No. Alright, roll the roll the intro theme. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Those Good Old Fashioned Values, the first and hopefully last Family Guy podcast on the internet. Uh, I am your host, as always, Spencer, a.k.a. The Lonely Photon, and joining me is my uh, large and rowdy son, Andy, a.k.a. X underscore Anarcho Anon on Twitter. Cock-a-doodle-doo! And my uh, extremely mean mortal enemy, uh, Ty, a.k.a. at Bobo underscore Circus on Twitter. I'm a canine prostitute. <laughs> and, um, you know, we've, we've had two great weeks back to back. You know, we've, we talked with Caleb two weeks ago about season 12. Yeah. Then we talked about Seamus about a solid season of American Dad. You know, we've, we've been doing well here. It was only a matter of time before... <laughs> Before we got a stinker. <laughs> Before we got a a real dud. And it's not and it's not even a Cleveland show. Yeah, season. and and ho- hopefully hopefully Ty's audio is good this time. Um, it is. Oh, was her? Yeah. Was her audio a problem started. last time? No, I, he's referencing the season ten. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, this is Family Guy season thirteen, folks. Boy, does it feel like. Yeah, it. folks. Okay. 
there were some there were some glimmers of hope and you know we liked season 11 a lot and season 12 you know loved it. It, it season 12 had some had some pretty solid episodes in it you know not a not a remarkable season but not a really bad one either a, a b season yeah it's a b season it, it is more junk food than like good television but at least it's not like bad food yeah you know this is some this is a goddamn package of salty yeah this yeah it's it's look it's not hard to watch it's not hard to watch no it's not it's not terrible it's it's yeah this goes way down way easier than the clean yeah this isn't like painful to watch i i shotgun this season like in a few days no problem it's just barely even there and i think that we're finally at the final era of family guy you know we have the pre-cancellation era that sort of brief golden era after the cancellation. Then we have what we call the Family Guy Funny Moments era, which is, you know, around season eight or so to, let's say, season 12. This is the start, and as far as I can tell, this is the last era of Family Guy, which is the... Zombie Family Guy. Yeah, yeah I, Zombie I, I Family Guy. I was about to say zombie, too. I think it really kind of hits that stride that you guys always talk about the Zombie Simpsons. Yeah. I would say this I is think. better than Zombie oh, Simpsons, absolutely. but it's still not great. But it could, um, only because it didn't have as far to fall, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, this is a very middling season. It's it's very 5 out of 10 the whole way through. Which, honestly, was I was kind of freaking out coming into this because I'm like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Like, the, it's really, I mean, there's nothing juicy to really latch on to. And then yeah. Spencer told me to get drunk, even though he knows I'm an Irish American, which is frankly uh, pretty unsafe on his part. Yeah. But. Um, We already talked about like the big one too, the Simpsons one. Other than that, there's no real like, you know, controversial ones to dive into. There's like, really. yeah, there's no turban cowboys. There's no like, wild swing for the fences concept episodes like the closest we get is stewie chris and brian's excellent adventure uh i mean i think both of the big ones are we going to talk about later but i mean i i do remember that stewie gets pregnant getting a bit of buzz yeah when it came out just because it was <laughs> yeah we we there. have a look and also yeah. i either i forget if you two have alluded to it but i've alluded to it multiple times over the series uh That's that's all I really had to say. I just died. I yeah. alluded to it. <laughs> Fair enough. Woo, woo! High energy episode, folks. It's uh. well. It's just it's that. Then that's the thing. It's it's easy to review a bad episode of something. It's hard to review like a good episode of something. It's it's impossible to review a mediocre episode. Yeah. You know, all right. that episode of the season, I guess. Yeah. Tie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know this show as well as you two do, so I'm gonna. I'm, I'm curious where, where you think this sets in. What point does Zombie South Park set in? Honestly, never got big in the South Park. Maybe season. Oh, so, okay. Maybe I don't know the season exactly. Maybe around 2015. Okay, okay. Uh, the thing with South Park is is that it never really hit a zombie era. It like it's not good anymore, but it's not really a zombie era since it is like consistently trying new stuff now and sort yeah. of like it it's hard to explain without seeing it but it's not there is no zombie south park this is just like just non good south no, park no i no spencer i think you're right and not to dedicate too much of this episode to south park but i think frankly we need to pad it as much as we can yeah I, I think that, I think that, yeah, South Park is also bad in a different way currently, but it, it's more like, it, it's more like, you know, and 
whatever. I'm not a film person, but I feel like there's like a difference in the energy between like when you know someone is not invested in a project and when you know someone is too invested in it. Like, you know, yeah. someone who like is not putting energy in or someone like who had too much rope to hang themselves with and are hanging themselves. And I think South Park is kind of the latter, e- even like as it's, I don't want to say contemporaries, but like the shows that, you know, the other big giants of adult animation kind of are like losing steam. It's just more like they are, they're, they're completely Maybe not going off the rails, but but taking it in a direction that I think people are not really does not work as well as it did. I so I would say that era probably started around what, 2015, 2016. Yeah. When they had Mr. Garrison become Trump, I think was kind of the death knell. Yeah, it was PC principal and Garrison becoming Trump. Yeah, that PC principal's a big one too. Yeah. Anyways, uh but back to Family Guy. Honestly, just trying to look and see if uh there's a showrunner change the season. Nope. And yeah, it's a... Uh... It's it's well okay. I I I have some things I can talk about this season. A lot of which I want to save for the second half, but I can yeah. I can yeah. bring up here. But we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll talk about. Too, I have a few things. Yeah. I'll start by saying this: Brian being a fucking douchebag is even further emphasized in this season than it was last time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, he's like a full blown like piece of shit. Like, yeah, not even just like a like a shitty guy. Like or not even like a. Not even, like, someone who thinks too highly of himself. He's just, like, a pure, like... And really, I think everyone it kind of is this season. He's, like, a pure sociopath. Except for maybe Stewie. Yeah. And yeah. Chris, I'd, I'd say, too. Uh, no, even, uh. Chris, even Chris gets moments like that when he sticks his hand directly down Babs' throat. Like M- yeah. Moments, sure. But okay. not consistently. Sure. I, I, I want to say about um, Chris is... Honestly, Chris, and this is so weird because I remember in the first season of the uh, of this podcast, first season, the first episode of this podcast, we we talked about how Chris is like the absolute like worst part about the show yeah. in like season one. He's honestly kind of a highlight now. Yeah, well, yeah. This is, I mean, I think this is something that might be better served when we get to the actual episode. But but this really does feel kind of like, and and it, they have dipped into it in like a couple earlier seasons i think like maybe like 10 and 11 where this feels like the the season of really trying to experiment with what they can do with chris yeah you know instead of just having to be the non-secular guy you know what else is something i noticed about chris remember i forget if it was last episode or 20 or season 11 which you mentioned that like Stewie makes a lot of fourth wall jokes, a lot of like commentary, meta commentary on the episode stuff. Yeah. I feel like not necessarily doing that with Chris, but uh, Chris is essentially a mixture of that, like sort of meta commentary, like you know, protagonisty stuff, but also like Stewie, like Peter's chaos stuff, but without like the evil stuff. So instead of being like chaotic jerk or pedophile, like you know, Peter is, yeah. he's more of just like a weirdo. Like, he's all fucking, like, Chris is fucking weird. And I I even think that in this season, they're, I mean, they've played with Chris being just kind of like a freaky weird guy, like, who, you know, who who talks in the kind of raspy voice, like, I want to fuck, you know, but, and I feel like they they definitely indulge in that this season, but I think it's also something that they kind of start moving away from when they're like, oh, wait, Chris is like our only person who is somewhat grounded in reality just because we haven't done that much with him yeah you know yeah no i i agree i i I, and honestly i think that that raspy voice stuff i do like like there's that little it's very funny well that's i i've said before it's my favorite chris mode well i you know 
I, I haven't watched a lot of Robot Chicken, but every time that I see Seth Green show up in a voice acting project, I'm usually like, you know what? Pretty talented. He's got yeah. decent range. He's got good control. He's a good voice actor. I don't know any if Robot Chicken is good, but I know he's at least, like, he can definitely sure. do a character. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and that is something that I think we have never been shy about saying, is that this is an incredibly talented voice cast. Yeah. That, like, Absolutely. even just in the main cast. Really, like, the only person who might be a little bit weak is Myla Kunis. Yeah. And even, she does a serviceable job. Yeah, she, she doesn't get, like, a ton. She doesn't get a huge range, admittedly. I, I, I think some of her episodes are, are all right. Yeah. I like I'm her. I'm not even um, saying she's bad. I'm just saying yeah. compared to, like, Alex Borstein and Seth and everyone. And she's not Yeah, yeah that, that's talented, true. I would that's say. true. She but is she, just she's mad. Not, she's more limited, but. Yes. But even uh, that, like, like, she does Meg fine. She It yeah, works no. every time Meg's on. Yeah. Like I like the I I think the airport episode's all right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, there there's a whole lot of all right episodes in this season. Like I I enjoy. I would argue that's all of the. Episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's quite a there lot. There wasn't anything that was a real stinker. Honestly, Simpsons guy. Simpsons I I have a few seasons that I. I I have a few episodes I don't like. Um, you know, but nothing super bad. Like I don't like Baking Bad. I think Baking yeah, Bad's Baking Bad sucks. Also, I mean, they, they stole it from the first season of American Dad. Or the second season. Um, which is something that they do a lot in these later seasons. Is like, cri- maybe not even consciously, but like, they, they definitely crib a lot of plots from like other Seth MacFarlane shows. I was, I was going to bring that up, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I, you know, we didn't choose that episode in the back half, so right. I can bring it up now. Fucking hell. Family Guy does a Roger, get, or American Dad does a Roger Gets Roasted episode yeah it is way better than the american dad one like way better like that's one of my favorite american dad episodes um like, i mean no. even cleveland show in the first season had like a subplot about junior getting roasted or whatever like yeah they did, they did. i guess something yeah. must have been in the air um which is weird because that was like seven years earlier than this re- this season also really leans into meg's main new thing is you know, obviously she's getting shit on, but the other thing is, right. Meg is gross out jokes. I mean, yeah, Chris is all, but in a different way to Chris is. It's, it's. Yes. I mean, and that, that is a big thing they start leading on. Like, not even with just, I mean, Meg gets, I think, a lot of them, but like, there is a lot of gross out humor this season. Like, uh, like, 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 I, I don't think naked Brian was this season, but like, runner Brian with like the, like the protruding nipples and like the, and or Brian with his you know n- mouth broken or there's yeah. a lot of stuff where it's like the joke is like that someone is mangled. Yeah, I don't know if it's the season there, but I kind of like the the naked Brian. Naked Brian. Naked Brian is, but what I'm saying is like there, I can I think this season had like on whole more you know shots of someone you know bloody and and mangled than maybe any season <laughs> before this except for season twelve. And, yeah. and also Spencer's episode definitely covers that. Um, oh, I, I just wanted to add uh, one thing. So we kind of hinted at this as far back as this podcast has been going on, but we hinted at this very early on in the podcast that in the zombie area, the one good thing about it is that they finally, finally stop like beating the shit out of Meg constantly, basically. Yes. And they, I think this is about where they start giving her, like, scraps of dignity. By making her more disgusting, oddly enough. Um, like, they, they, um, well, there's that episode where she joins the TSA, and, like, I think if this was a few seasons earlier, she would be the ugliest one in the TSA, but, uh, what, right. what, what actually makes this episode kind of okay is that she's 
by far the most attractive person in the TSA, and that like lends her a bit of dignity. Or I will see the episode where uh, where Neil Goldman like becomes Chris's friend to date her. Like they definitely like the joke is not that she's gross. The joke is like that Neil is such a you know scumbag nerd that like she's kind of lowering herself. To, like I I think that they strike a good balance with like Meg is a gross person and not a particularly attractive person, but like. I think here, going forward, she is someone who is, like, comfortable with who she is as a person. Definitely. More so than she was before. Yeah, and I think it works. Yeah. How do we feel about Peter this season? He's just... Peter? It's the same old chaos Peter. I mean, once he he emerges as the chaos demon of the show, he doesn't really go away from that. You don't really... Yeah, you you can't lose godhood short of dying. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about something. There is something big that we need to talk about this season. This is the first full season with Cleveland back. Yep. He's fine. He, yeah, I mean, he no. doesn't add too much, yeah. but he, it's nice to have him back. Well, he, Cleveland adds two things. Outside of, oddly enough, Quagmire, he's kind of the straight man and normal guy of the group. And the other thing he adds, I, I know about Cleveland, is he's definitely... Like, they've switched away from Cleveland being kind of slow and talking like this yeah. and it's like like that 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 you know cleveland show killed that but that character is just completely gone now he is much more like he he screams the loudest he's much more like hyperactive and i like cleveland's role this season even if he doesn't become a mailman i think he becomes a mailman next season which i i like as a job for him I, I noticed that, too, that, like, the characterization is definitely different, like, in the wake of, you know, him having four seasons of his own show. And personally, I, I, I like, personally prefer older Cleveland, but he works fine for this. It's it's nice to have, like, someone to balance out the other three. Uh, he, he is, he, he is, you know, when he gets a line or when he needs a line, like, he does a fine job. And I, and I, and I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. I like Donna as, as, I think she works really well as part of the Lois and Bonnie trifecta. Yeah. I really like them. As I wish group. they gave her more to do as that group. I wish they gave anyone well, she, more to do. Yeah. Like, she is there are so the many episodes only... with just but there are so many episodes with Cleveland's family like literally no lines just sitting around. Yeah. It's like it, it's like why even mention them? Yeah. She is the only brown that gets any fucking play in this exactly. show. Like yeah. none of the ki- the kids get Rowe gets nothing. three lines max. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, well, that one I'm fine with, honestly, since Rolo's fucking Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, Ty. You know Fuck I mean? Rolo. Like, like, really, I think I think the only time that, like, the rest of the Brown family actually gets, like, an, an actual plot is the episode where Cleveland Jr. gets shot. You know what you, you could do, and the show doesn't do, and I'm surprised they don't? Why aren't Cleveland Jr. and, uh, uh, uh what's the name of Cleveland's daughter? Or, uh, yeah, it's Donna. Roberta. Yeah, Roberta. Why aren't they at the James Woods High episodes? Why aren't they fine. in the yeah. high school? I, I wonder if it's a voice cast issue. That I mean, might be. But, I mean, Kevin <laughs> Michael Richardson, they had yeah. multiple times yeah. and, and, this season. And, yeah. and Rolo is fucking, Rallo is Mike Henry. Well, we're, again, I, I think it's kind of, we're fine with that. Yeah, we're, we're, I know, no. but I'm just saying, you know, you could get him no problem. I don't think Roberta's voice actress did much after Cleveland show. Let me look it up. I, talk I just it. wanted to say, um, Cleveland is definitely way more in his element, uh, not as a leading man, but as a side character. Yes, absolutely. Um, he sure. he uh, he gets one of the few like genuine laugh out loud lines this season, and it's it's in the one I chose where he just says, "Peter, is your baby pregnant?" <laughs> I, I i like i like that a lot yeah he he also like gets a lot of little like he and quagmire play off very nicely where they're very yes they do they're, they're very and catty I, with each other 
<laughs> and I also like uh, Cleveland and Joe. Like in the episode where um, they they they're they're on a plane and get hijacked by terrorists. I like that. Like the there's a five minute chunk of the scene where it's just like uh, episode where uh, it's just Cleveland and Joe interacting, and I really like them as a duo. Is that I think. Season? No, this wasn't this season, but it's okay. a later yeah. season that I'm just bringing out. But yeah, that's that's. I also kind of miss some of Cleveland. Not necessarily miss, but like would have liked to see how some of the people from Stoolben interacted. But again, the the Kohawk cast is already very full as it is, so I get it. But it would have been it would have been nice to at least test it out, you know? Yeah, I, I guess that I guess that I don't know, man. Maybe the Cleveland show just tanked so hard, like the showrunners were just like it did. They were just like, no, I'm sorry, I'm, you can have them back. My thing is that I, I I don't know why they make such a point of showing them in all of Cleveland scenes. Like, like why are you showing us that Cleveland has a family if you're not... Like, we would be fine if it was just Cleveland and, like, maybe occasionally Donna and Cleveland Jr. But it's like, no, they make a point of, like, putting the rest of the, yeah, you know, like, Cleveland or the yeah. Brown family in there. And it's like... And it's not to say there aren't plenty of characters, but I would like to see them left behind, like Holt or... Right. Or Wally or all these, but like you know, maybe have um, you know, maybe have uh, Tim Tim show up. That'd be nice. I mean, I'm saying I would be fine if you cut it down to like the three biggest characters from Cleveland yes. Show. I'm just saying that I don't get why, if that is your plan, you are still making a point of keeping the rest. I'm of just them gonna around. say it would you be know? insanely well, funny if after the Cleveland Show got canceled, they brought like the entire Cleveland Show cast in <laughs> and basically just yeah. turned Family Guy into the Cleveland. Show that would just be such a fucking funny move. Yeah, no. But the other thing is, like, my name is Family Guy. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what it is. Donna was the only one they actually had episodes for, but they couldn't unless if they just wanted to kill them off gruesomely as a joke, which could have worked. They no. had to bring the king of the kids it along. Would not have worked. Right, but what I'm saying is that maybe you don't even like. Maybe you just have Cleveland and Donna, and maybe Cleveland Junior. Like. Yeah. show up in an episode like just don't don't put them in situations where you need back look to look be the characters you don't want there's to also a really family weird guy, well here's the thing you're forgetting ty family guy is a bland looking show you you need to take any of the background extras you can get yeah there, there's also a very weird moment where meg talks to meg talks roberta, to roberta and yeah. she just doesn't respond she just stands yeah, there like a fucking skyrim yeah. npc it's unsettling yeah no i, I get what even though i would have Deb, it's not like Reagan Gomez Preston, who plays Roberta, was like doing all that much after the Cleveland show. Like the longest thing she had was in Steven Universe as like a side side character, and it's like you know it's. And again, like, I would have liked to get Lloyd back because I feel like Lloyd would have been great with the, the gang because he's he is a distinct character that is different from everyone else, but all like brings something else to the table to the crew. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I I frankly I don't care that much about bringing the rest of the Cleveland I don't show. Care over. Either, I'm just saying I that I think it. I think they need to commit. You know, commit one way or the other, and I don't think they do that. No, they don't. They definitely don't. Other than that, this season, um, anything else going on? Uh, Maya Rudolph voices a character. Who does she voice? Uh, she voices the female, uh, the person that Brian starts dating, the runner. Oh, I did not realize that. I, I would say Carter also gets a strong run this season again. He's also good. Uh, he's I mean, he gets he gets good jokes. I I honestly did not get the whole thing of like 
him making the kids like not dependent on technology or whatever. Like it just it felt really. I mean, I get that he's old because he's old, really out of left field from him. Because who else are they gonna have do that character joke? But they, I like that. I like that section a bit because I just like. I just think that the hobbies people had in like the 1950s are inherently funny for some reason. I just I think yeah, I like playing jacks or whatever is just such a funny concept. God, yeah, no. What did people do before video yeah, games? It's just and, so and, fun. And, and not just video games, and also VHS. Like, yeah. I read books. I guess. You know what? That's true. They were probably a I lot wish more I literate. Could read books. That is, that is definitely. I, I you know used what to they, love books. I, finished I, used to what they I can yesterday. only play video games. People in like the 70s were probably a lot more yeah. literate than we were. Yeah. But they didn't have a Family Guy podcast. Yeah, I'm done. Let's move on to, the next, to, to our episodes. Okay. We're back, folks. Um, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be a little bit livelier talking about these uh, these actual episodes since. The, the, this first one in particular is a little on the weird side. I chose, uh, it's a bit twisted. I chose the episode, Stewie is Ensainte. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Ensainte? Ens- I don't know. Yeah. Is it is it just pregnant Enciente. in Spanish? Uh, I get, hang on. Yeah, let me look this en, up. Ensantansant. An enclosure or the enclosing wall of a forfeited Enceinte. place? Ensant. Um. All right. Okay, folks. Folks, we are a very literate podcast. Anyways, it's, um, it's French. Uh, so the ep- the plot of this episode is uh, there's a B plot which does not matter, and it's Peter, Joe, Quagmire, and Cleveland making a viral video because Family Guy has to pre- pretend they give a shit about the internet now. Like, I'm sorry, this is just a side note, but Family Guy was so much better when it was just a springboard for Seth MacFarlane to just explore his passions that no one else gave a shit about like show tunes and fucking like 80s movies now it's just like all right the internet we don't need we don't need to see lois's linkedin do you want to see what the writer for this episode looks like what no no just to set it up as like this is the old (laughs) i'll do that i'm posting it program i don't think it'll work well you can cut this i just want to show it no i don't think it's gonna work because we're on audio Ooh, ooh, ooh! He looks like a pumpkin. Yeah, that face. That face looks photoshopped on. It looks like a face app with the smile. <laughs> the smile looks like it was face apped in. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, we can definitely cut this. Stuart, oh, we can. We can. We can. Yeah, yeah. Um, get a cut and tie. Yeah, um, no. I'm not gonna cut any of this. Just fuck you guys over. Stewie is on son. Yeah, no the. The only good part of this is when Joe... Stewie's pregnant with Brian's babies. <laughs> yeah, Stewie's pregnant with Brian's babies. And I'm going to be entirely honest with you guys. This was probably, like, my favorite episode of the season. Let me this, let me ask you... Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you... Let me, I, I don't think any of them were particular standouts, but this one was good. Yeah. But, you know. Let me ask you a serious question. And this is, like, 100%. I've, I've alluded to this before on the podcast. Could the show get away with Stewie and Brian fucking? Probably. Uh, pro- I mean, it's cable, so probably not, like, full-on. I mean, yeah, they could have well, a scene, uh, like, but... Like, obviously not on screen, it, yeah. but yeah, like, as, like, a part of the plot. 
Could yeah, uh, like having an ongoing relationship. Yeah. No, not an ongoing one. I it's a one off joke. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. All I right. don't think they could make it like a permanent part of the show. But I just think we need to like figure out like what because like especially during the the early post cancellation too. Well, they're not the super early, but like around like season six, they definitely started teasing like Stewie has feelings for Brian because he's gay, and like. I feel like they've never really gone anywhere with that, and it's kind well, of regressed, actually. <laughs> well, that, I mean, not to not to make things yeah. like not not to poke a hole in your theory, well, but like that's never Brian stopped them explicitly before. Heterosexual. That's that's not, that's not but, stopped them before. I mean, Brian's a I mean, Peter's a bisexual pedophile now. Like, right? But what I'm saying is that they wouldn't give Peter a long term boyfriend. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, that's a failure. That's a failure of their imagination. I think. Right, but you know what I you know what I mean. What like, season are we watching? See... This whole season is a failure of imagination. Okay, but, but what I could see is I could see them dabbling in it as a joke, but I do not think that they would change the DNA of the show that much. All right, well, this is as close as we're gonna get, and uh, they, they have yeah. a bunch of like fucked up mutant kids. Uh, Stewie gives birth to seven <laughs> fucking demon children. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who are half dog, half human. Uh, yeah. And they also make a bunch of jokes with him and Dr. Hartman about how this does not make biological sense at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I do yeah, love Dr. Hartman in this. give him a womb? Yeah. Although, I will say, this is something that you guys have brought up earlier. Again, this is, you know, kind of retroactive, the podcast. But it, it is kind of cool that they let Stewie, you know, make a new machine and, like, do more mad science stuff. Which yeah. is something that he's been kind of lacking outside of the time machine. I'll, I'll give him that. I, I, I want to also specify the reason why Stewie becomes pregnant is because he, he, he feels oh, that Brian is, like, distant from him. So he thinks that bringing them together to have a baby will bring them together. He ends up having seven babies. And and what is kind of a... Because have litters. What is a, coming. a morbid... What is a, sort of one of the best morbid bits of the episode is that the babies... They keep dying. Yeah, the, three of the seven babies die pretty gruesomely. Yeah. One of them drowns in a lake, uh, and one of the doesn't well, so one of them get run over by a lawnmower. Yeah, they don't one show that. One screen gets run over by Joe and the lawnmower. Yeah, that one is, and I love Stewie's reaction where it's sort of like a fourth wall break where he said, "Oh, that's actually kind of upsetting." Um, <laughs> Which, by the way, how does Joe operate a lawnmower? Do they have like handicap accessible riding mowers? I don't know. Probably. Uh, okay. M- maybe they have some sort of cool attachment you can. Yeah. You can, you can... Um, anyways... Do we have anything to say about the viral video stuff? Again, I was about to say before you so rudely cut me off that the only good bit about it is that... <laughs> Fuck you, Andy. Uh, is that, um... Disconnect. Is, <laughs> is when Joe does one of those 50 impressions in, uh, like, 30 seconds videos or whatever, and it's just Patrick Warburton still doing his Joe voice for all of it. Um, uh, that, that's a, that's a pretty good... <laughs> that was very funny. Hi. I'm Joe Swanson, and this is 30 Impressions in 30 Seconds. Show me the money. Oh, behave. Good morning, Vietnam. Wait until they get a load of me, said the Joker. Some of these I'm paraphrasing. Patrick Warburton is such a fucking god. He is. He's, he's great. Yeah. I would watch a show. I would, like, at this point, rather watch a show of... Patrick Warburton, Seth MacFarlane, and Mike Henry just, like, shooting the shit together. They should make a podcast. Yeah, they should do their own calm town. It would be great. Well, they did do, like, a bit where, like, Brian and Stewie were having a podcast. Yeah, but that's, started, that's like, awful. Thing. That's awful. I want to hear Mike Henry ordering food in the middle of an episode. Continue. Hey, Peter, what if an Asian was gay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Anything else to say? <laughs> um, this episode was uh, better than I it's, thought. Yeah, it's probably the best episode. Oh, the for the resolution is is that uh, once Stewie realizes that Brian was being distant because he thought Stewie was being distant, they give the four surviving children to the animal shelter, and that's that. Yeah. And they're just like, we don't, and they even, it's like, you don't, do you care about these guys? And Stu's like, no, I don't. And Brian's like, no, I don't. Either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also like that they let Bruce adopt them. It's a cute joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Bruce, they kind of cut back on Bruce a lot and it's nice to see him when he pops up. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this is also a tangent, but um, <laughs> I, I love that the show cut back on the gay jokes. Like they're like, as a response to criticism, we are officially getting rid of the gay jokes and like all three of us are like the show's gay jokes are good though it's the other jokes yeah. that are bad well and the trans jokes yeah. don't forget about the trans yeah jokes. that's what i meant like the trans jokes and the racist jokes are. well bad. i thought you i just thought you meant the regular jokes yeah. like the, the, I mean, the... <laughs> to be fair they are more hit or miss than the gay jokes yeah but the, the, the gay, gay jokes, jokes are generally pretty solid yeah the gay jokes yeah like like it is genuinely hilarious watching, looking back at her character arc of like, man, Herbert's problematic too. Herbert's the best fucking character in the yeah, show. And I where is Herbert this season? Where's fucking Herbert? Like they, they, I mean, they need more Herbert. I don't miss him. I, I don't miss him. So, Sorry, that's just me. Anyways, I did not even notice he was gone. If, if that is any indication, he'll be back. All right, let's do Ty's episode now. Yeah, so I did uh, uh, the episode Stewie, Chris, and Brian's Excellent Adventure, which is kind of like a short road to with Chris shoved in. The whole plot is like Chris needs to study for his history test because he's going to fail. So Stewie and Brian take him on the time machine through a bunch of, you know, historical jokes that they couldn't fit in any other episode. And then they end up on the Titanic as it's about to sink and they have to get out. Okay, so I, I have a big thing that I want to talk about this episode, which is that, like, I feel, I've mentioned this before, but this is one of the first times where it really comes up. Family Guy writers, especially since, like, season eight, have been getting more and more comfortable shoving Chris into the Brian Stewie dynamic. Yes. Yeah. I guess, you know what it makes sense? I think the reason is, Brian is such a scumbag now, you need a likable character for Stewie to play off of. I think that's part of it. And I also think that it's easier than coming up with whole new relationships for Chris outside of the family. Like, I think he fits in well with that dynamic. And it's like, if it works, like, why not, you know, why not use it? He fits in about as well as Meg does into the Peter and Lois stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Chris being, joining this dynamic. Chris is a highlight of the show at this point, And Brian and Stewie are great also. Put them together, you know, it has the potential to be lame, but uh, it works out pretty well. And I'm honestly happy if, th- I'd honestly be happy if they did more with the three of them together. Can I, can I make a weird observation? Go ahead. This almost, and I don't watch it anymore. I like stopped watching it, I think like 2016 or whatever, but this kind of feels like adding Chris into this dynamic kind of feels like when in Doctor Who they bring in like a new companion like into the already established Doctor companion thing and it's like it's kind of the Doctor and the companion both getting them up to speed with like oh we're time traveling and like planet traveling and everything and I think that's always like a fun little touch where it's like even the normal person like i.e. Brian like gets to have that kind of hand on the ball of like oh no I've been through this more than you like yeah. I'm also, you know, someone who can help guide you through this, even though I'm not, like, an actual scientist or whatever. He's, he's not competent, but he, he knows the routine, at least, and that, that, that helps a little bit. Uh, the, the other thing I want to say about about the Chris stuff is, they just kind of did it. Like, they just kind of, like, un, like one day, 
Stewie could just, like, Chris could just understand Stewie. It's weird that they just, yeah. like, change, but I, you know what? I, I guess no one cares. I am the first person to bring this up and, and seriously think about it, so, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and they they lampshade that in the show sometimes where it's like, oh, you know, are you one of the ones who can understand Stu? And I, I think it works best when it's just kind of like a porous membrane of like, if someone needs to understand Stu in that moment, that and they're true. like a member of the family, like, yeah, they probably get to. And if, and if they're like a teacher, like, no, they don't. I also want to say there are a few decent jokes in this episode. I like when they go down to the lower decks of the Titanic and like and they all look Brian's like just like oh man it's probably just gonna be a bunch of drunken Irishmen there and it's just like a, a floor full of Peters yeah, and then, yeah I like that one thing I've also noticed uh, this is a show thing that the show keeps using and is uh, emblematic of more modern seasons this decade like this show is becoming more and more fond of Peter and Lois having a conversation with the principal about Chris being a fuck up. Like that's <laughs> yeah. a very reoccurring thing I'm noticing. That, that they're just like, yeah, let's just do that to open it up. And to be fair, I like these scenes. They usually they're usually at least at worst harmless. Family Guy is is good. I think when it's like like it's go it's really cruel to it's it's having other characters be cruel to other characters in a kind of like realistic way. It's a similar thing with when Peter and Lois are like, yeah, our marriage is dead. That was, that works really well, I think. Just a minor thing also. I like the running Tony Sirico gag that they had going on. I, th- I like yeah. that they have like a good relationship with him. And it's funny where it's like, the oh, I'm going to punch you a one, a good one, you know? I'm, I'm trying to think if there, like, uh, before we get to the, the big Titanic thing, are there any time travel like segments you think are like, oh, this is really? I hate the I hate the Thomas Jefferson joke. I think that's really fucking hackneyed. Um, yeah, I I mean, frankly, I think this was just kind of like the dump episode for all of the historical jokes that they couldn't put in other episodes. Which I, I, is I not like I don't think it, many of them were particularly strong. Especially the the uh, the Pavlov joke was like really out of nowhere and not. I kind of like the Hemingway funny. one. I kind of Hemingway like the one was funny because it like it. It plays off of, like, yeah, Brian's kind of an asshole now, but the Pavlov one is just like, <laughs> get it, dogs wouldn't like this guy because he rang a bell. It's like, what's the joke here? Like, what are we supposed to, what are we supposed I, to enjoy I think here? they're just hoping it's so quick that it doesn't really matter. Do we have anything else to add about this episode? Uh, it's fine. Not really. It's perfectly uh, fine. The, the, I will say the one thing that kind of got me, like, hmm, you know, is... Have we ever really gotten an indication that, like, Chris is, like, a brute before? Like, he's kind of the denouement of this episode where it's like, oh, no, he's, like, the strong take-charge kind of guy. It's like, is he really? Because I thought he was just fat. Yeah, he's not that. Is that, yeah. They have to invent something to, like, give him a bit of redemption. And I think it would be easy. I mean, for the purposes of this episode, they have to make him strong and a brute. But I think it would be easy to just have him be, like, smart in unexpected ways. And and also like Peter's just a fat guy, but how many? But they've been giving him big action sequences in season two, so you right. Know. But that's never like that. It's never really commented on. Like like the the point is never like oh Peter is like an action guy. The point is like oh wouldn't it be funny if like we had an action scene here and Peter is the guy yeah. in the pot? You know. Oh, all right. Well, that's a uh, time for my episode. What's, your episode yeah, is hashtag Jolo. I kind of hate that <laughs> that name, to be honest. Uh, I know you guys think it's all right. I, I don't but, uh, care I, that much. I just saw it. I'm like, yeah, this sucks, and then moved on. <laughs> uh, give me a second. I need to get the Wikipedia page for this. There's no uh, Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's or maybe the Family Guy wiki up. Uh, there's nothing. I like this episode because it's 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 them 
fully committing to a joke they've been making for the past, like, eight, or, like, eight years now of just, like, yeah, no, Joe's a fucking loser who has nothing to live for. And I like that they actually make an episode that's commentating about it. Um, I like the Niagara Falls adventure stuff. I think that's fun. I like that, like, the one wholesome dynamic in the show that they comment on is, like, the the gang it do have, like, outside of, you know, cutaways for, where Peter's a fucking chaos monster, do have a genuine sort of friendship with each other. And I like that they, they emphasize that in this episode. Yeah, um, yeah the little song of, like, the, the four friends song at the end was cute. Yeah. They are, like, it's weird because the Griffin family hates each other, but these guys, like, actually enjoy each other's presence, I think. Like, yeah. even when they're catty and mean to each other, like... They still enjoy being around each other a lot. And it's sort of like the... It's kind of like the Frank and Charlie dynamic and It's Always Sunny, where it's like the one, like, real friendship in the show. By the way, that is something that, that I was thinking, and I don't know if it's like it was an intentional thing, but this season really does feel like them going full, like, Always Sunny, except they don't know, like, what makes that show good. Like I can see like, that. Elaborate oh, what, on that. Yeah, what if all of our characters were just, like, huge shithead assholes, and it's like... It's not that in a vacuum, yeah. you know? We should we should do that once we're done with the animated stuff. Yeah, we should absolutely Maybe. do It's Always Sunny. Uh, Always Sunny is like an actual good show. Yeah, it's great. Anyways. I was also thinking maybe we could do some dramas at some point, that's, but that's... No, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, no, we're doing... This is a comedy podcast, folks. Okay, anyways, um, we're, we're slowly... Our podcast is becoming more and more feral as these Family Guy seasons get less interesting. Like, what are we going to talk... Like, I... I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, Hashtag, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Andy, that uh, Hashtag Jolo, I, it's, also, it's also one of the few, like, episodes this season that's, like, a 6.5 instead of a 5. <laughs> I, 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 again, because the dynamic that these four characters have is, you know, pretty consistently a highlight. I don't think I've ever hated a, a, a gang gets together episode super hard. Yeah. You know what? That is a good point. I, I cannot think of a stinker of like a, a total yeah. Quagmire Cleveland Joe Peter episode. Yeah. No, that, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. That, those are a pre- that's a pretty solid baseline, I think. I would say at this point, they have a better batting average than the Brian Stewie ones. Yeah. No. Cool, cause, and I think part of what makes it work is that they always let them go on, like, adventures. Yeah. You know? Like, it's never, they never have to make it, like, a pedestrian plot because, like, oh, if there's, if, if it focuses around the four of them, like, okay, they're doing something. And it, like, it gives the writers something to build off of. I mean, there is more casual stuff. Like, you have the cooking show episode this season, which that, that but, counts. But even that, it's like, that's a setting, you know, that's not, sure, like. true. That's you know true. what I mean? It, it, it almost feels like. The, the gang stuff almost feels like a slightly worse without a paddle. Oh, God. I just I just remembered something fucked up. This is minor, but... You didn't but... even let that joke land. Because <laughs> well, I don't care about that movie that you're forcing me to watch. Um, Get her ass. All right. Um, is, is that it for hashtag <laughs> Apparently, the wiki can, cannot use its full name because of their formatting stuff. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. That it's just like... It is impossible to use this episode's full name because it's too stupid. Um, I actually, I want to do something a little different and kind of do a little dip into uh, our idiot Brian uh, since we refer to this. Sure, why not? We're we're only 48 minutes into this. Um, Our idiot Brian, you know, we talk a lot about how Brian is becoming more and more of an asshole. And I think this is probably his absolute bottom of the barrel right here. 
I don't I know would, if that's true, I would but argue, it's up there. No. Yeah, I would argue that uh, uh, Brian the Closer is where it really hits that. But this is a close second. Yeah, I mean, Brian the Closer definitely... This is a different bottom of the barrel, though, because he is just like... In that, he's like, you know, a sh- uh, like a piece of shit. But in this, he is a piece of shit, and he's also dumb. Like, they don't... Well, he's also... Well, he has an excuse. It's fine. Yeah, but no, like, they... they he's not as smart as he thinks he is, and... Then they let him be a dumb guy for a while with Peter. And yeah. and honestly, a lot of this show in the past couple of years has the air of... some of Only a few of our viewers will get this, but it has the air of a dose of Buckley, that YouTube guy, of, of a yeah, middlingly sure. average guy, <laughs> a middlingly middle intelligence guy, like a 102 IQ guy who thinks he is the absolute shit. That is, that is a very good song. Amation yeah. of like post season eight Family Guy. Ooh, yeah, that's it, that Tim Buck man. Yeah, it it is a Tim. Buck, that's hard. It's very Tim Buckley, and that it it's like someone who is just smart enough to notice annoying societal trends. Like, yes, people are shallow. Yes, people use social media too much. Yes, people don't think about things very critically, and they're just smart enough to notice that. But nowhere near smart enough to do anything with that besides gloat about the sheeple or whatever. It's it is being a dumb smart guy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm imagining. I'm imagining always Sunny talking to Family Guy like Stewie talked to Brian in the safe episode. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I want to. I want to give this episode. uh, Or I want to give a correction. As dumb and and bad as as Joseph uh, Buckley is. Uh, he, I, I confused him for Tim Buckley, the creator of Control Alt Delete. They are, in fact, two different morons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, really. I forget what this guy's yes. main name is. He's a Canadian, so it's probably something stupid. So what you're saying is, like, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is devolving into Doug Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seth, Seth MacFarlane is turning into like a Channel Awesome guy, basically, and that's that's a huge. Since we always talk about how, I mean, this is way too much auteurist control. Seth MacFarlane is like. Barely. That's true. Not the the manatees that are yeah. the Family but, Guy writers. But the Family Guy writers are basically just like getting like close to like. There's something weird about this movie. I don't understand. What's going on with this movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, like stuff like that. That's that's a really good impression. <laughs> Really good impression. It's not a good impression, <laughs> but it is. Yeah, it's a bad impression, so it's good because they can't fucking act. Yeah. Um, um, but the the, uh, the thing I wanted to say. So um, I'm a child who likes keys being dangled in my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> that part's true. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking uh, about. Um, autistic. Shit. Well, I, I was actually going that. to say something. Um, oh. You know what? You know what? The Family Guy writers, if, if they could, you know they were like, man, man, I hope that everything wrong with Guy doesn't epi- doesn't do our episodes because we would get eviscerated. Yeah, like that's that's the kind of quality yeah. writers subscribe to. Cinema Sense review of Family Guy, dude. It would be so Ding. awesome if Doug Walker went on Family Guy. That would be God. so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would fucking. That would be so to another fucking plane cool. of existence. Yeah, Doug, they let Doug Walker just like do a speech about fair use and the family life. <laughs> You're probably listening That's to amazing. it in the final edit, but I'm gonna make.
Oh my god, that'd be great. Uh, be talking about this stuff. Yes. I'm just uh, gonna make it like the end of a, the end of a really classic movie, like Riding in the Sunset. There's gonna be like Western music so playing in the background. Mad. Anyways, uh, all right. Um, do we have anything else to <laughs> to cap up season? Um, uh, folks, I have some bad news. What? This is what the rest of the Family Guy podcast episodes are going to yeah, be Yeah, they're, like. they're just going to be, by the last season, I mean, hopefully they'll be, like, a really racist episode, and it's just, like, <laughs> since we'll just be able, like, oh, thank God, we can talk about well, something. Well, we do have more Ida episodes coming Oh, up. yes, um, yes. Queen, come back and save us. We need your, we need your representation. I would, I would kill for a problematic episode. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. 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 I want, I want an episode where, like. I don't know, Ida and Mort date. I think that that would be... I just want an, I want an episode where, like, Brian does a uh, Marky Mark hate crime. You know, like, just something. I don't know if I'm sleep-deprived or what, but everything you say is really fucking funny to me tonight. You're Spencer. definitely sleep funny guy. Spencer's a funny guy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rascal. I'm a... <laughs> I'm a Spencer's I'm a, little... a scoundrel. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Spencer does look like a 22-year-old Dennis the Menace, yeah. so, you know, what are you gonna Spencer do? Look, Spencer looks like a stick that someone got some hair on. Yeah. Um, no, a little bit of, like, a little... Of, like, uh, Spencer looks like cotton Spencer, balls that you get from a medical Spen- thing. Spencer looks like a pipe cleaner puppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good night. Good night, everyone. Uh, this has been those good old fashioned values. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, I mean, just listen to listen to our shit. Follow oh, us on Twitter. Oh, oh also, also, yeah. if you're if you're on iTunes, and some of you are, I've seen the stats. I'm stealing this from Sleezoids because they make more money than us. But if you're on iTunes, and there's at least like seventy of you on iTunes, go on the page and give us fucking five stars. It it helps other people find oh, yeah, the podcast. That'd be cool. Give us five stars. Write a review. You know, if you haven't joined our Patreon yet, do that. Um, yeah, also, follow me also specifically on Twitter. I post yeah. funny and, stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Unfollow, also, if, unfollow if, at Bobo Circus on Twitter. Also, no! if you're, if, also, if you're a patron, please join our Discord. We, we made it for you guys. Yeah, uh, we have a Discord for our patrons. If you give, like, any amount of money, you get to join Oh, yeah, we... I mean, and whatever you can. I mean, you can quibble about the quality of our stuff. We make a lot of extra content for people, yeah. like more more than the average bear. There's yeah, a- and uh, we're, we have a Discord for you all if you all want to, you know, chat with us in the Discord. What was with that Yogi Bear? Or just I'm sorry, or just, uh, or I don't know, just you know, post it just worked. Memes. It worked in the moment. Whatever, yeah. who cares? Um, yeah, but no, do all of those things and uh, become our slaves in the afterlife. And uh, that's going to be it for the episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry.